0: and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a really awesome and highly underrated dark comedy from 2016 directed by Todd Phillips, and that is, of course, War Dogs. Now, this movie is loosely based on the true story of two young men, David Pakhouse and Ephraim DeViroli, who won a $300 million contract from the Pentagon to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. This movie is... Really, really good. And like I said before, highly underrated. I don't feel like enough people talk about this. And I hope that that changes with the fact that it's on Netflix now. I saw it pop up and I was like, Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. I heard about that. I heard exactly what I said in the intro that it was really good and that not enough people were talking about it. So I decided to finally sit down and watch it. It seemed like something that would definitely be up my alley. I like Jonah Hill a lot. Um, I like Miles Teller in movies, but I don't really like him as a real life person. He's kind of a dick from all accounts that I've heard about him. But regardless, he is in some good movies. Um, And I I like Todd Phillips as a director. I might not always like his movies, but I do think he has a good eye. So I was like, yeah, definitely. I want to check this out. And I got to tell you, I really was not disappointed. I love the use of narration through this movie. Um, I love how fast-paced it moves and how much ground it covers in uh, in two hours. I mean, like, realistically, uh, it does sometimes feel a little long, but I don't think it ever feels long because it's uninteresting. I think it just physically is a lot of movie. Like, there's a lot that happens. And so eventually, towards the end, it feels like you've been on a journey, but I don't think it feels like uh, overstuffed or like, this is boring. I think it just feels like, yeah, I've been through a lot with these characters. And I think that that's honestly a good thing because it really like, it really does take you on a journey. Like I said before, um, you get to see them as friends and eventually as they become enemies, um, you get to see the evolution of their business and, uh, the evolution of David's relationship with his, his, um, wife is, and everything with that, uh, It's, man, it's really, really good, and it's really intriguing. I think that um, the movie is, it falls into this sort of weird subcategory of movies that I like a lot, and I wish you could filter by that on Netflix, which is like fast-paced movies with um, tight editing uh, and narration, and um, they... Uh, like they explore some weird niche crime almost or not crime but like loophole exploitation maybe which sounds like a weird way to say that but like some of my favorite movies and especially ones that I've discovered recently are like The Social Network, Molly's Game, Moneyball Um, not that uh, Moneyball has like narration or whatever like it could be any or all parts of this but it's like a weird subgenre that I really like Uh, like Molly's game is a very similar thing. It starts off with like a a really strong attention grabber and it um, it has narration. It's very fast paced and it's showing you the evolution of like this weird crime that, you know, like a weird niche crime that she's committing and how it kind of uh, takes over and and ruins her life by the end of it. Like, and she gets involved with the wrong people and stuff. It's, it's really like, I don't know when I developed this, this obscure taste, but I really like it. And this movie is definitely a great example of that. Like the narration, they they do a really good job of holding your attention and explaining to you things that you might not have necessarily understood or that would have taken too long if they just sat down and did it through exposition, like um, like dialogue. I think the narration just cuts a lot of that crap. Like it does a good job of give, giving you everything you need to know very quickly. And I also like that the film is sort of like a book in a weird way. It has chapters. And I really like that too because they're all lines that will eventually be said. And so it gives you like a sort of a vague idea of what's going to be coming, but you don't exactly know how it's going to fit in contextually yet. So once you actually finally do hear the line and you understand what it means, I think this is really cool like it's a good framing device. This whole movie is is very creative. Like I think it does a it does a really uh good job of showing you like its characters and showing you their relationships, showing you this weird loophole that they've exploited to gain all these contracts. Like it just um it has a really interesting vibe that I don't think you would be able to find in many other movies. And I think that's one of the best things about it is that it is able to set itself apart from similar movies. And in like, in the genre, like this is definitely a a, a one of a kind bro comedy, like, you're not going to get another one like this. So I really liked it. Um, I think that it also does a good job of actually giving you some real information that you wouldn't have known. Obviously there's certain things that were exaggerated, but for the most part is actually is fairly accurate to what happened. The whole backstory of, of them as friends, that's all accurate. The way they break into like the military contract game, that is accurate. The website that they were, that the military was posting those uh, public auctions on. That is, that is like, basically that is the website. um, Like, all this stuff they did a very good job of bringing to screen mostly the stuff that is exaggerated or completely fabricated is some of the like the drama and the action for instance, when they were going overseas, a lot of the times it was for gun conventions and like um, arm shows and stuff like that. It wasn't for like these really risky deals. They never came into, into contact with like terrorists. Uh, they didn't drive through the triangle of death. They didn't come under fire from all those people. Um, and then, in terms of you know the same thing, like being being fired at or or being like in contact with really unsavory people. Obviously, they were, but not as direct as the movie makes it seem. So, for instance, they weren't kidnapped. Um, there was no torture, no kidnapping, none of that happened. Uh, the guy that Bradley Cooper plays that is based on a Swiss Army dealer named Henri Tomei. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, so it's loosely based on a real guy who did double cross them and, and sort of swindle them out of out of a lot of money, but it, it wasn't to that level like that. None of that stuff actually happened. So I think that's that's actually pretty cool that you can really easily point to what some of the differences were, but that there largely aren't a ton. Like if you just look at the story as is, that is the story pretty much. It just sort of uh, it's just sort of diverges in the climax. And honestly, I think that's okay. I mean, if you wanted a purely factual retelling of the story, a documentary would be much better suited to that. I like that with this and with a lot of, um, A lot of like based on a true story movies it does have some exaggerations but it's only to beef up the story this is a much better story than it would have been if you didn't have the kidnapping or the torture or any of that stuff that makes you feel like you're in real danger they definitely had a lot of close calls but from what i can tell they were all over the computer screen like they were all you know all the stuff was handled online and on the phone like they didn't actually have to come into contact with combatants or anything like that and that's just not an interesting movie like you can just definitely still make something out of it, but it, it doesn't have the same effect. And so I like that this movie sort of walks the perfect line where it's not like completely like, oh, um, you know, there were two guys and they sold guns and then everything else is made up. But like actually the their, their jobs before they became gun runners, um, their relationship to each other, like... Uh, A lot of the other people in their lives, how they grew their business, all that stuff is largely true. I think that's cool that it's sort of in this nice balanced point. Um, Unfortunately, though, I think that one of the the really sad parts about this movie uh, doesn't have anything to do with the movie, and it's that. Um, this sort of sent Todd Phillips on a a warpath of his own. If you don't know the name, you probably do know his movies. He directed this one, obviously. He directed um, all three Hangover movies. He directed Due Date, um, Old School. Uh, He was a producer on Project X and a lot of other pretty big movies. And I think that... Unfortunately, this movie sort of sent him down like a, an unfortunate path. Like, it made him very angry that this was like a passion project for him. And it was, like I said multiple times throughout this episode, underrated. Uh, it didn't do very well at the box office. And he felt like the only things that were getting attention were comic book movies or like big budget action flicks, and that there wasn't room for these like mid budget dark comedy type of things that he was sort of accustomed to making. And so that made him. Uh, determined to sort of sneak in a quote-unquote real movie under the guise of something that would be really popular, which is why he made Joker, which is obviously has a very strong comic book connection with that with that character, but he's like trying to tell a story more, a real story, quote-unquote, more or less. But I mean, I obviously don't feel like that movie succeeds as well as everybody else does. I don't have as much of a favorable opinion, but regardless, that is a big part of the reason why people... Um, or why he made that movie. So, yeah, that's that's kind of an unfortunate fallout, and I I wish that that hadn't happened. Like, I would love to see a lot more movies like this, and I I definitely wish that it had got more attention when it first came out. Um, it it also did definitely unfortunately like sort of uh, lead to a lot of very very odd and overly hy- hyperbolic comments. I feel like um, like he was really going off on like uh, you can't make comedies anymore and a lot of really weird extreme comments like that but uh, I think that this movie is is really good even though it had that unfortunate consequence and I would love to see Todd Phillips return to making movies like this Uh, I think this is honestly like his lane more I think that would be really cool Uh, stuff like Joker I just I don't know for me I know it worked for everyone else perfectly but for me I don't think that's hundred percent his his genre. I think that stuff like this is is like perfectly suited to him. Like he just knows how to how to shoot these things and how to pace these things. Like it was really funny and he keeps a, a very good handle on the tone the whole way like it it can get dark but then it, it can go back to being funny and it can be doing both at the same time and I really like that and I think that not every director would be able to pull that off as well as he did in this movie so I think it'd be really cool to see him give this stuff another shot because I really don't think that that's true um I think that there's definitely room for movies like this especially with streaming because um because like, that can give a lot of things a second life. And it might be better suited to to movies like this. So, yeah, hopefully it's, like, uh, it, it... But anyway, that's about it uh, for this movie. I think that's about all I have to say. It is really good. I would highly recommend that you go and watch it. Um, it is on Netflix right now. And it, it's definitely worth your time. You've probably never seen it. And that's a good thing, because you have a really good movie uh, in your future if you choose to watch it. All right. Before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for um, nice weather recently. We've been getting a lot of really uncharacteristically nice weather for February, uh, and it sort of feels like spring's coming a little bit early. So I'm really excited about that, and I've been glad that I can go play outside um, while it is sunny instead of just horribly dreary. So that's really nice. Um, yeah, so if you enjoy this episode, this podcast and you want to show it some love please consider rating reviewing wherever you get your podcast fire stars is super helpful you can do it right in app and while you're there consider subscribing so you never miss an episode i post these every tuesday and thursday as well as some additional days depending on what's going on in pop culture and if you like this show and you have somebody in your life who you think would enjoy it as well please send them my way i'd love to have them one word of mouth is one of the best ways that um you can spread the word about this show and if you want um links to this episode and and um everywhere you can possibly listen to, it, as well as all the other episodes that have come out before this one. You can find all of that at moviesandmorepod.com, which is linked in the description below. So thank you if you don't know that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. Um, That's the most important thing that you do for me. And until next time, I'm not a bad man. But in certain situations, I have to ask myself, what would a bad man do? Peace.